Hi everyone. <laughs> I'm Helen Phillips. I am the national artist for Sephora Collection and I am pleased to welcome you to a special live recording of Lip Stories, the podcast Sephora Collection and Girlboss co-created. Season two is out now and available wherever you listen to podcasts, but in case you haven't tuned in, Lip Stories focuses on our notions of beauty and how they change over time. So to continue that conversation, we're joined by Christina Zias, the host of Lip Stories, and Girl Boss founder, Sophia Amoroso. For a special bonus, um, you get to experience live in all of its candid, unedited glory. Um, please welcome them to the stage and enjoy the show. Hi, guys. I know we just had a little brief introduction from the Sephora Collection team, but we are taping a live Lip Stories podcast episode here at Sephora. We are so excited. I have a very, very special lady with me, the founder of Girlboss herself, an icon, Sophia Amoroso. Hi. Thank you. I'm so excited. I don't think I told you this, but... Girl Boss was my Bible in my 20s. Oh my God. It really was. It taught me to chase my creative dreams. It taught me how to write cover letters, to apply for jobs, and to not buy $800 shoes when I didn't have the money to do that. So, yeah, it's nice when you can, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, goals, yeah. little goals. Yeah. Um, so, if you guys haven't listened to the Lip Stories podcast, it's all about beauty and confidence. So, that's what we're going to dive into it with Sophia today. Cool. Are you excited? I'm ready. Let's. Let's go. So beauty, right? I think that you've had so many identifiable looks throughout the years, especially when you're working with Nasty Gal. You had this like hairdo, this curly bob with the blunt bangs. How did you kind of, oh, you're shaking her head for those of you guys that are listening. Why are you shaking your head? That was such an iconic look. Oh my God. Google, like I just cannot Google myself because what? it's just like who like how many people has this been and it's great we all should be different people different stages in our lives we should totally experiment um, but looking back it's like I was like a total caricature which is great like it's memorable I walk up to people now and they're like who is this person with the sensible haircut and color that's like medium brond um, I don't recognize you um, so it was it's it's been it was fun. Um, but I've had a lot of looks over the years. Um, is that your favorite one? I guess like, so. so you're it, like, like, it was a really good time in my life. So I'd say it's my favorite one because that was one of my, my favorite times in my life. When did you first chop those blunt bangs? I had really choppy bangs like early, like uh, like 18, 19, 20-ish. But then I had it with like an Elfie short haircut. And then I had it with like like slightly longer hair so they before anyone had ever seen a photo of me like I had had choppy bangs before but I was cutting them myself and then eventually I don't know why I would pay someone to do that but eventually <laughs> I did that and went to an actual hairstylist who I said please ruin my hair and and so it became that like iconic choppy choppy bob it's so funny because obviously iconic looks we all have them this whole summer I've been wearing green eyeliner and I've loved it but I'm like I wonder in like five years from now if I'm going to be like hmm why are you wearing green eyeliner in your 30s but 
I love it now, and I'm like proud to rock it. You should be. Do you have any of those looks besides the blunt things where you were like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Yeah, I mean, I had like um, had like the Marla Singer from Fight Club hair when I was like tw- like 20-ish, and I didn't brush it, and it was one of those things where like, my hair gets really curly when I don't use conditioner and I don't brush it after I get out of the shower and it looks like pretty cool, it gets like really big. Um, but it was like, I had like an undercut and I was like cutting myself and I, had, I think I had like three bangs here, but like no bangs here. And I think I wore like probably tattered dresses and stuff and thought I looked like really magical or something. But um, that, was a, that was a good one. Oh my gosh, that just took me back to my college years. I was looking at photos on Facebook and I was like, why did anyone let me make this my profile photo. I thought I had bangs. I had one bang. Yeah. Literally yeah. one piece yeah. of hair. I was like, no one wanted to tell me that. At a certain point, bangs can be, if you have really fine hair, it's just like, you, it's like hard for me to cover my forehead. I think that's why they were so short, because if they get longer, they just start to like step aside. When you were, I know we talked a, lot, a little bit about this before, but when you were working at Nasty Gal, it was very edgy and like very cool and trendy, and you set the trends. Did you feel a pressure to kind of like live up to this hype? I did. Um, I had fun trying to live up to it. I don't know if I ever truly lived up to it, but uh, when you're like a fashion CEO, you know, it's like I never meant to be a fashion CEO. I started selling vintage clothing. I followed my nose. I loved, I loved style. I didn't really care as much about fashion, but showing up to meetings with people who hadn't met me, being like, oh, it's, you know, nasty gal. I had felt like I had to represent the business. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I experimented with it. My style actually evolved a lot because of what our customers loved and what our team was buying. And it wasn't always about my style. Nasty gal wasn't even my style. My style actually became nasty gal over the years, but I, I definitely spent a lot more time in the morning getting ready for work than I do now running a company called Girl Boss. Interesting. When you were at Nasty Gal, what was your morning routine like? And I want to know what your morning routine is right now. I did not. Skincare was like not even a part of the picture. Like it really. Was, I just feel like the conversation around like skin has really evolved in the last ten years. I mean, I know so, there was a period of time where I was like, I don't need to wash my face. So. I mean, uh, yeah. In the beginning, it was like, I mean, I'd look at my makeup and I'd like spermy eyebrows and like. You know, uh, yes. like green, con- like makeup on that was like super matte, and like nobody wanted, nobody wanted to see anyone's skin, or just it wasn't like on trend yet. And then, I think over the years, that's really evol- evolved for me. Like I've, you know, went really minimal, and then um, now I'm mostly it's just like touching up little places that like maybe are you know looking different over the years and. Adding a little bit of color to my cheeks, but I, I have a lot of makeup on right now, but generally I keep it pretty min- minimal. When you go into a meeting, do you feel like you have to dress up to play like the girl boss role? No, I don't. Um, I think I probably show up with enough of that like assumption and expectation that if I showed up with that and like played that role, it would probably even be, be kind of like a joke or something. I think, you know, I think my personality probably already like brings that to the table. So, I mean, I go to work and I, I wear, I mean, you guys know I wear like denim dungarees and like what, whatever. I don't, I don't, unless I have a meeting with someone who's like really, really, okay, I really want to impress them or I'm interviewing a candidate I'll try a little bit harder, but even then, it's not like, I look at all this amazing shit in my closet, and I'm like, where am I going to wear that? 
Like, you gotta come I'm to Sephora. We gotta have more I'm of these. I'm cooking dinner at home. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just hanging out and yeah, being you. Boring. Throughout the Lip Stories podcast, throughout the season, we've talked a lot about confidence and how beauty and style are related to confidence. Were you confident as a child or as a teenager? I don't think I was. I think I was really bold with my style and outspoken and loud, but I don't think that any of those things necessarily correlate to being confident and to other people that can come off as confidence, even when you're really insecure. Mm -hmm. um, confidence for me over the years has come through finding my capabilities and that I'm like good at some things. Yeah, um, you're great at something. And that's like, oh wow, like. I can, I, I feel like I belong in some place, any place. And for me, that ended up being work. Mm -hmm. um, but I was really hard on myself when I was younger because you're supposed to pick a lane. What am I good at? What is my talent? What's this? Okay, all my other friends are going off and they've chosen something. Is it going to emerge? Am I going to be discovered? Am I just going to pick up a guitar and become like a virtuoso? Like, how does this work? And I was really, really hard on myself. And, you know, little did I know that starting an eBay store would become like, okay, well, I'm pretty good at taking photos and like buying, you know, clothes in thrift stores. And that became collectively this thing that I was very good at. And so sometimes, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. You have a really good story about it. Um, I think we've both spent time in retail. Yeah. Um, tell uh, Your story is really You're good. You're so funny. This is about you, Sophia. Um, no, I was saying too, because I agree with you, because <laughs> I feel like I've been confident my whole life, or I, at least I like, you know, faked it till I made it. And then at one point I was working in retail and I was like, I'm not going to work retail anymore. I want to chase my dreams. And I left and then I left and I was like, what do I do now? And it was so scary and I didn't necessarily feel like I had the tools. And all of a sudden I became so insecure and then I just bit my pride. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna ask for my job back. And I went back and I was like, oh, I'm really good at this. And it's okay to do that. You learn like in being successful in something gives you that confidence yeah. for sure. Yeah, and sometimes it's not what and you expect it to be and you don't mm -hmm. get to pick what it is. It's not mm -hmm. always the thing that you dreamt of doing, but if you follow it, sometimes it finds you and it becomes way more than you could have ever expected. Absolutely, and I think it's so interesting too because when you're younger, you're chasing all these things that you think are gonna make you confident. Like maybe you're chasing the guy you have a crush on or you're chasing like Susie's haircut, like I want that too, or like Becca's Susie. lips, you know what I mean? Oh, Susie. Yeah, Susie, like always made me insecure. <laughs> no, but I think until you discover like what makes you, you, you can't be confident being someone else. No. Or trying to. No, you can't just slap it on. It's not that easy. I laughed when you said like the sperm eyebrows because I once went to church camp and tweezed off all my eyebrows for a weekend and I came back and my mom and my sister never let me live it down. And to this day, I denied it. For like years, like remember when you like tweezed off all your eyebrows? Cause I saw like these girls that I went to church with, they were all doing it and like they looked cool and they made fun of me. They're like, what happened to your eyebrows? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what you guys were talking about yeah. because I was trying to like, like my mom didn't know that my eyebrows were different. Don't I, send your kids to church camp because <laughs> I went, to, I went to church camp in Fresno one year. Oh my gosh, Fresno church <laughs> camp. Or half the Greek Orthodox. Like, Mine was a Greek Orthodox too. Oh really? Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, and Sunin was my rebellion because they wouldn't let oh. me dye my hair. Wow. Oh my Living goodness. on the edge. Living on the edge. Did How I old were you? Sun in at Sephora? Yeah. No. 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 I don't think How so. How old was I? Like 14, 13, 14. Do you put like sun in and then like lemon too and let it bleach out because your mom wouldn't let you get highlights? I, don't I know even that. I don't know if we had lemons there. Probably for the 
food, potatoes and things. <laughs> Sounds like Greek <laughs> yeah, church camp yeah. right there. So, okay, we go through those stages where we felt insecure and like chase people's looks. Besides developing your own store and creating your career, was there another pivotal moment that at least you can relate to beauty where like, I got this. I don't need to be like someone else. I don't need to channel Susie or yeah, Greek church camp. God damn it. So Susie's really We're haunting like the only us. people who's ever, who've um, ever gone to Greek church camp, by the way. I'd say it was, you know, after Nasty Gal, I felt a lot of freedom to just, to not be whatever I thought I was supposed to be, which I was. That was, that was me. But it's interesting how when we enter different phases of our lives, like, we, if you allow yourself to change, you can, you know, end up looking really different. Um, and that kind of experimentation is really fun. Um, and what worked for me 10 years ago doesn't, I don't think it works for me now. And what makes me feel confident now isn't like 20 inch like platform heels and like spikes everywhere and, and leather and choppy bangs, like and, and, and. and, and. and, and so yeah. now it's kind of like removing a layer before I leave mm -hmm. the house. Um, so I, I think it's probably, it's like a, you know, non-answer, but it's, you know, where, where I've gone in the last few years has felt really good. Um, Through all your stages, have you had different beauty or style icons, or are you kind of just paving your path along the way? Yeah, I think when I was, like, a kid, it was, like, Natalie Imbruglia, or, like... Ooh. Uh, Fiona Apple. Okay. And then I think it was like Aaliyah. Like I just she wanted, was an I wanted kid. those abs and those pants. Oh my gosh. And I know what you're referencing. The voice and everything. <laughs> um, and then I think later on, like when I first got into fashion, it was like Aaron Wasson. You know, like this is like a supermodel kind of yeah, like absolutely. supermodel meets personality, like before that became like a thing. And so I think it was like this very kind of typical conventional idea of what beauty is and now when I meet people what I think beauty is is something that is so much more than that right mm -hmm. it's like your makeup is amazing like I noticed that but I also noticed like your spirit and your talent and like how easy it is to talk to you oh, and you. like you have a cool supportive husband and <laughs> like the things that really matter I think um I just like what what's 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 on the inside that counts in it and it is and that's what shines through when you meet people because you can put on all the makeup in the world but if you're not confident or you don't have anything to say or um you don't you don't like you know bring something to the table it's like it can only take you so far I mean I think that's so true and it's it does sound a little cheesy, right? It's like, it's really what's within will shine through. The time, but like, it's true. People have like true. a glow and like radiate. Yeah. And you can tell like if yeah. someone has that confidence Cheese is like Yelp reviews. Ooh. Like, you know, it's like the restaurant's probably good if it has really good Yelp reviews. And so like there are cheesy things and adages that exist. They're just really good. Like maybe <laughs> you don't have to reinvent that wheel. I like that. Okay. Sometimes the right. wheel does not need yeah, to the be The hamburger is definitely good. Always. There. Get the cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Pasta too. Always the cheese. Always the cheese. Right now, I know we talked a little bit about this before, but obviously Instagram is huge. Are there some beauty people you follow on Instagram that you love that inspire yeah. some of your looks? So Jen Atkin, who's a friend who's been on Girl Boss Radio, she's awesome. She kills it. She's amazing because I mean her and main addicts and just watch whether it's her or her feet or the people she's styling, like she's she's really inspirational. And then Ami Song. Yeah, I love Ami. Well, she's been on the podcast, been on girl uh, at the Girl Boss Rally. 
Um, she's like always experimenting with things. And I think this lime eyeliner eyeshadow thing keeps coming up. Mm -hmm. We were talking about it right before we walked on stage. And it's just this, I don't know, um, synchronicity. People in the audience I guess are it's wearing, maybe a yeah. trend. I think we think we're like, wow, I invented that too. But it's like, maybe it's a trend. Yeah. <laughs> um, she pulls things like off that, that off really, really well. Also not to just talk about it, but like I have the best green, lime green eyeliner and it actually is from Sephora collection. So you guys need to check that out. It's right. It's so good. Okay. It's so good. Hot, I think you should try it. summer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Please take a photo. I think I actually did something like that. Take a photo with the green eyeliner before September ends. Hashtag hot girl summer. I'm doing it. Do it. Okay. I think we all have to hold Sophia to that pressure, right? I'll do we'll it. be waiting. You I'm going to go find some out there. <laughs> no, I think you'll love it. I know for me, I love New York Fashion Week, it's going on right now, and I love seeing looks from that. Do you follow the trends at all from New York Fashion Week or no? I'm a little late to them. I end up Googling them. I'm just like, like super when the basic now. I like Googled like makeup trends 2019 when I like put, got, like had my makeup girl at the house this morning, Nikki Lawson, yeah. who's amazing. But I'm not, I like, I pay attention to different things now. Well, I mean, you're a busy lady, right? Yeah. So what are you paying attention to? And like, if you're doing a beauty look or a skincare yeah. look, what are some products that are really important to you? Because you don't necessarily have to have it all yeah. or do it all. Yeah, I have my counters covered and then I have a box that I removed from my counter because I was like, I want a clean counter and then my counter got covered again. So it's usually just like a, it's like a whatever's closest or this looks inspiring. I should probably have a better routine. I really love Drunk Elephant. Um, okay. So they have like a, a bar, like a facial bar called the Juju Bar, which is just like, it's so easy. It's just like a bar of soap? Bar of soap, yeah. For your face? For my face. I have not used that. Have you guys used that before? It's really no? nice. They have, a, they have one called Peaky Bar too. And it's, yeah, they're, it's really great like cleanser. Um, do you put it over your eyes too? I do. But mm -hmm. then I use, I need, I always need um, makeup remover. Okay, just okay. never ever works. Um, I've been using Obagi's moisturizer cream, which is like not a super sexy brand, but it's pretty good. Um, for I your use face, neck, everything? For my, yeah, everything. I have to go like down to here or <laughs> now. It's like Decolletage cover it. Always up. cover cut, Just when you're young, just start covering all this, guys. It's so just to hear. They say yeah. like neck, just, they say uh, neck to nipple or something or like forehead to dermatologist. Just, told just me that. to your belly button. Just be safe. No, belly just, button to forehead. All the way down. Yeah. Just, <laughs> um, I love a more Pacific's tinted moisturizer. Yeah, that's so that's a good like one. my everyday. Like it stays on pretty well. Sometimes I touch it up with concealer, but tinted moisturizer is like my jam. I, anything that doesn't require a tool. Yeah, it sounds just like, like you're pretty minimal. Yeah. You're like, I don't like, even want to pump the soap. Yeah, just, I just like smash it into my face. Um, and Ilya has some really great products. So that, is that the clean beauty it's, brand? I think it's clean. Yeah. yeah, they have like a really nice cheek. Um, so pretty minimal stuff for the most part. But when I'm like going for it, I'm using um, Charlotte Tilbury. I'm using Armani's foundation. Um, so I have like the kit of things that are like try hard. And then day to day, that is really keep funny. It a little bit like more minimal. We, I need to adapt that because I have my tryhards and day to day all in the same kit, and it's two hundred pounds, and I like lug it everywhere with well, me. I don't. I mean, it's. I just. I'm too lazy. Like you look great, and I would look better if I did that. No, you look beautiful. <laughs> so you're being like, crazy. I envy that. <laughs> no, but. It's actually true. Sometimes my husband will be like, "Why are you bringing an extra carry-on?" I'm like, "Oh, my makeup case." He's like. 
It's a two-day trip. But that's what works for you. Like, you know, that's the thing here is whatever makes you feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it can be more, it can be less. More doesn't mean, like, again, you're not covering yourself. Like, you're like, this is me. Like, this is how I bring the inside of me to the outside. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't matter, like, how heavy that, like, bag is. It's, like, ends up being making you lighter in the long run, right? Whoa. Uh, that was deep. No, but I think you're, I think you're right because honestly for me, even if I only use one tool from that makeup bag, having that there with me is almost like, it makes me feel more confident in a way because it's like, I got my girls here. I need anything I can. And it's like, I love beauty because I can play up all different parts of my personality. Some days I won't wear any makeup. Some days I'm like a full beat and other days it's just like a bold red lip. And I think you can do it all and showcase your personality in so many ways. I should experiment, absolutely. What can what type of look besides the green eyeliner are we new experiment on? Oh man, experimentation. I mean, it ends up being my hair because I'm always in some kind of like existential crisis where I'm like, I'm blonde, my hair is short, I'm getting extensions. So I have extensions right now. I'm oh, trying yeah. to like seem stable. <laughs> I am. They look really good. Um, I would never thanks. know. They're not very long, but I have like really fine hair. So like I have to slap something in there um, to I have not look like too. the Crypt Keeper. Look at um, us. <laughs> nobody knows what that is. <laughs> um, gosh, what I want to, what do I want to try next? Um, I want to try, I think I just want to like go, I want to try eyelash extensions actually. I've Ooh. never tried, I think I'm the last person in the world who hasn't tried eyelash extensions. I've never extensions. tried them either. Should we go together? Because um, like, <laughs> I, ha I like my eyelashes, but they just end up crumbling down my face by the, like mask. I just cannot find a mascara that doesn't crumble down my face by the end of the day. Really? Yeah, if you have any suggestions, please let me know. Waterproof, anything. I, I love, know. I have plenty of suggestions. I'm just like repellent. I don't know what it is. I love, should I list them off? I yeah. love this Urban Decay Perversion. I don't know if anyone in the audience has tried that or anyone listening, but it's really good. And they have a waterproof one as well. Okay. And I love the Kush Milk Makeup one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, got See, it. See, there we go. Buying it. Yeah. Purchase. So I'm going to buy the face bar, the drunk elephant one. That's good. And you got the mascaras. Okay, I'm going to get the Urban Decay What's milk makeup. Okay. Oh, perversion. I think perversion. I could be messing okay, that up. I'll remember that. I could be messing that up. If you can give any tips to our audience or to our listeners on a day-to-day -day thing that they can do to build their self-confidence, what would that be? Um... I mean, for me, it's just surrounding myself with great people mm -hmm. who, like, believe in me, who, like, even when I stumble are, like, there. Um, so I think that, like, you know, they keep me afloat. Mm -hmm. um, without those people, I don't, I, you know, my life would be very, very different. Um, I have a lot more confidence because the people around me are confident in me. Um, and they, like, lift I don't know up. why. <laughs> no. Um, but, I mean, it's also probably because, like, I, you know, I I do keep going. So I guess my other tip would be just like, you know, remember that the only difference between the people you envy or the, which, you know, the people that are doing what you want to be doing is that like they're doing it, right? So like they don't, probably not more confident than you. They may or may not have more like advantages than you or more money, but like the difference is that they just got started and they did it. And I think that's a really big thing because so many of us like 
can ponder and navel gaze and wait um, to do the things that we want to do. But the only way you find out whether or not you're capable and the only way you build that confidence is just by doing it. I, I couldn't agree more. And also, that's scary, right? Because it's like, just do it. But the truth is, it's better to try and to fall, get back up, try again, fall, try again, because you keep learning along the way. It feels reckless, but in the end, you're like, you're preserving yourself and your, your self-respect by having done those things. Absolutely. I think we have to wrap up our conversation, but I want to say that you have been such an inspiration for me, and especially I'm sure everyone in this room and everyone listening on building confidence, on owning your own personality, on being bold every step of the way, and yes. having no apologies, right? Because the best version of yourself that you can be is the version that's most authentic to you. People are ready to tell you you can't do that or, or you shouldn't do that or you'd look good with blonde hair. But it's, I think, owning who you are and saying it's okay if you don't like that. I'm going to do me too. And I feel like you're in a great example of that. Thank you. Yeah, it's Thanks. true. And I, you guys, if you haven't already, you have to listen to the other episodes that we've had on throughout the season two of Lip Stories because they're so great. Obviously, Sophia's an icon, but we've interviewed some amazing individuals who all have such great stories. And I think you'll really love them. Yeah. And thank you so much to Sephora for having us, to the Sephora Collection team and Girlboss for bringing this podcast to life. I'm your host, Christina Zias, and I hope you loved this season two of Lip Stories. Thanks for listening. <laughs>